flavor you may need. So crunchy and so creamy. It's oven fresh and tasty for the young and everybody. Take a bite and get the feeling that you get what you need for everybody. Take it everywhere you go. Grab the taste of quality. Everybody say Tasco. From Nasco Biscuits today. Nasco Cream Biscuits, Nasco Shortcake Biscuits, Nasco Cream Crackers, Nasco Biscuits, the king of biscuits. Welcome again to the Nasco Moments Radio Talk Show. Glad you could join us again. Over the years, it has been discovered that many youth are not financially intelligent or literate, as the case may be. Many youth who work earn substantial income and still live a life almost saturated in debt. Experts have often attributed this to lack of financial intelligence or literacy among the young generation especially. This is responsible for the increasing rate at which youth become broke and resort to quick fixes that are not sustainable. Some even veer off into violent and white-collar crime. Recently, government and some private establishments have experienced difficulties in payment of worker salaries. This became a hard nut to crack, no thanks to the backlog of debts incurred by many of these entities and establishments. These debts incurred are no doubt partly a consequence of financial illiteracy. In a society where financial resources are dwindling and the economic challenges are getting tougher by the day, it is crucial to examine the stock of financial intelligence among especially today's youth and even also the older generation. The older generation comes to mind given the growing trend today of the people working till the retirement age of say 60 or 65. Many a youth and adult still lack substantial finances to cater for their twilight years. Most retirees are caught up in a dilemma so that even the little benefits in the form of severance packages and gratuities end up being badly managed and spent recklessly. These growing concerns have made it an urgent imperative to begin a discussion of this topic, the need for financial intelligence or literacy among today's youth and adults. Demystifying this topic is our guest, Mr. Nanzing Bako, a seasoned management, business and human resource expert with over two decades post-graduation work experience spanning different industries across Nigeria's public and private sectors. I believe you are glued to your radio sets as we look into this topic. We will be right back. Okay, it's good to have you back to the NASCO Moments Radio Talk Show. Welcome to the show, Mr. Nanzing Bako. Thank you, Huda. Glad to be here. We'd like to know in the simplest way possible, um, what is financial intelligence and why is it important? Well, um, let's let's uh, look at financial intelligence by looking at the individual words, uh, financial, which relates to finance, and in the intelligence part of it. So let's define what is finance or what can be said to be financial, and then we link the two and we get what financial intelligence means. Uh, finance, as we know it generally, relates to issues of money, of uh, pecuniary uh, measurable benefit. 
Uh, and then what is intelligence? Intelligence is said to be the capability to develop or acquire or apply knowledge. So if you link the two words, you have financial intelligence as dealing with um, the ability to acquire or apply knowledge relating to finance or issues of money. Simply put, that is the definition of financial intelligence. So how good you are with acquiring or applying knowledge relating to money or pecuniary matters is and can be called financial intelligence in the broadest sense. So do tell us, when can one be said to be financially intelligent? Well, individuals would have their own personal understanding of what it means for them to be financially, uh, to be financially intelligent. But to me, you can be said to be, financially to be financially intelligent when you are able to identify issues of finance that are relevant to you, you understand those issues, and you can deal with those in terms of how do you cope with situations when they arise in your individual financial circumstance? In the broader sense, actually, if you go back to the definition of financial intelligence, there are other arms of financial intelligence, but I'm sure that's not our focus here. Financial intelligence is, can also be viewed as a branch of um, intelligence gathering by the government, where, for instance, in terrorism financing, you're looking at how do they get their money, how do they spend it. But I guess that's not our concern in this discussion. So for the, uh, for the individual, I say you would be considered to be financially intelligent when you can manage your issues of money in terms of what you know now and what can happen to those resources either in the future or in the process of uh, working with them. So you understand the issues that affect your money and you can deal with them and respond to them appropriately. You would be called, in my view, financially intelligent. Okay, so let's um, look at our youth. How do you see... Um our youth, do you think they are financially intelligent? If they are not, well, who is to blame for their lack of financial intelligence? Well, I would say that some of our youths are financially intelligent. Um, you find that there are youths who are doing amazing things now by dealing with their finances and financial situations. But as a ratio of the population of youth as a whole, I think that's... Um, there's, there's, a, there's a lopsidedness there. A very small, in my view, percentage of these youths are doing excellently well in terms of uh, applying or understanding and applying financial intelligence. However, uh, to, to say who is to blame, uh, normally you know, it, it means that someone else is responsible, another one. I think if we look at it uh, holistically, the issue of blame is not the most important thing. It is to understand the interplay of forces that has led up to this situation where our youths, a significant population of them, are not seen to be financially um, intelligent. And I think it begins with the simple issue of uh, skills, employability, and unemployment. That's where it starts. Because if you don't hold a job, if you don't know how to earn an income, if you don't have a skill, uh, to acquire income in the first place, then that, to me, ab initio, dwarfs your ability to uh, to embark on a, on a journey of financial intelligence. But these things are recoverable. As we know, intelligence is something uh, that can be developed by anybody. Anything intelligence 
in terms of knowledge or the application of that knowledge can be developed by individuals or teams or societies. Okay. Uh, we have much more to talk about. We have to delve into this and uh, see how it affects us practically. This is the NASCO Moments radio talk show. And we'll be back shortly to continue our talk with Mr. Nanzing Baku. Please don't go away. Nasco Cube Sugar is your favorite choice sweetener made from natural sugar cane. It is a sweet flavor and provides energy. It can be used in tea, coffee, pack, conflicts, and a variety of beverages. Nasco Cube Sugar can be taken by anyone at any time of the day. Nasco Cube Sugar is fortified with vitamin A and liquefies very fast. Nasco Cube Sugar. Mmm, for that sweet taste. Nasco Nasco Cube Sugar, another quality product from Nasco. In case you just tuned in, you are on to the Nasco Moments radio talk show. I have been speaking with Mr. Nanzing Baku on the need for financial intelligence among today's youth and adults. From the discussion so far, our guest has done well to enlighten us on what financial intelligence is. Uh, now, Mr. Baku, some people believe that the poor do not imbibe, let alone take the time to transmit financial, financial literacy to their wards. This is said to be responsible to an extent for the vicious cycle of poverty with many, within many families. In like manner, some people also believe that the rich pass on sufficient financial education to their wards, which results in the sustainability of wealth within the family. Do you think this assertion is valid? Yeah, to the extent that um, we have poor people inheriting the uh, poverty of their parents and rich people uh, inheriting the wealth or the riches of their parents, this statement can be said to be valid. Uh, but let's step back a little bit and get to understand that, I mean, financial intelligence is so important to the extent that you can also say that uh, without it, you can never be rich. That the possession of financial intelligence is the key to wealth, is the key to being rich. So riches being the defining uh, demarcation between the rich and the poor means therefore that the rich are people who in some ways have been able to uh, take advantage of their ability or their financial intelligence to upscale themselves in society as compared to the poor. So yes, that 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 um, assertion can be said to be valid in that regard. Okay. Um, do parents have a role, a role to play in teaching financial literacy? Oh, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know that uh, the socialization process of society generally begins uh, within the family. And uh, financial intelligence being such an important life skill uh, definitely something which uh, people uh, learn within families most importantly uh, because your spending habits, how you relate to money, what you understand money to be, what it means to you. I think if I have to put a ratio to it, uh, maybe more than 70% you learn within your family and then subsequently through life and all of that you, you, you top it up. Yes, so I will agree that um, Parents do have a role to play in teaching financial literacy. But it, it doesn't always have to be so. There are people who may come from uh, backgrounds that are financially illiterate, but 
uh, true life, working for themselves and uh, catching up in life. They would, they would gain this skill, they would become masters of it and, uh, you know, overturn that, um, as it were, um, tag of financial illiteracy. So it's possible either way, but the foundation ideally should begin with the family where you learn the basics of uh, success in life. Oh, so saving money is a part of uh, being financially intelligent then? I think you have hit it right, Hudung. Uh, part of uh, the discussion about financial intelligence always tends to be about income and all of that. But there's the other arm of it, which you just mentioned, which is savings. It has to begin with savings. And you, you've just mentioned it. It's, it's important that people who earn an income... I mean, if you think about it carefully, uh, there's nobody uh, who cannot uh, say that he doesn't have income. Even beggars, people who beg for money, do have an income because what you get as arms represents income to you as the receiver. So in that regard, that is income. But what you do with that income is what the matters. next step of what financial intelligence represents. What do you think is responsible for financial recklessness exhibited by some offspring of successful business tycoons whose words often fail or even wreck you know, their parents' business empire when the latter is no longer in the picture? Well, if you notice, my discussion so far has excluded people or has, has not made allusions to people who have gotten rich maybe through sudden means or by stealing either from government or from other people or duping others. I believe that those are unethical uh, ways of uh, getting money and they do not, in my view, represent financial intelligence in any way. Uh, therefore, if you have a situation where uh, a child or an offspring uh, wrecks the financial uh, empire, something which has been built by the financial intelligence of his parents. It simply therefore means that the child has not been able to imbibe the culture or the, the, the literacy. And of course, you know that intelligence is individual. I cannot transfer my intelligence to you, for instance. We may be CMEs twins, but uh, my intelligence is my intelligence, and your intelligence is your own intelligence. So the fact that I am a daughter or the son of uh, a very rich man who has uh, made some wealth as a result of leveraging his financial intelligence over time does not automatically mean that um, I would inherit his, uh, I will inherit the wealth, but I will not inherit his financial intelligence. And it goes back again to what we said. Yeah, the, the rich pass the wealth, but there's a mechanism where this, this, this uh, intelligence can be transferred within families. We said it earlier. But that mechanism works best under an atmosphere where the father or the parent in acquiring his wealth has been able to tutor and discipline the children alongside that process. So the children grow up naturally to inherit that. So when you have a situation where you see a disconnect between what the parents have been able to achieve and what the children are doing, i.e. wrecking the business or the enterprise, it simply means that along the way, you know, that transmission was faulty. It also could mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm serious enough to say this, I mean, in our society, we find a lot of rich people who have no financial intelligence. These are typically politicians or uh, con men or business people who have become rich by some sort of scheme or, uh, or, yes, or crime. Wealth. Yes, so where you find this, to be honest with you, in nearly 90% of the, of the case, the ability to transmit this uh, wealth will be questionable. Yes, because 
they were yeah. not financially intelligent yes, in the they first were, place. They were not, they're in not the able first to place. pass it on. Absolutely. Okay. We understand that. And I hope you do too. Stay with us on the Nasco Moments Radio Talk Show. We still have more to ask our guest. Please stay tuned. Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans dip stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright and clean. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Welcome back. Our focus today has been on the youth, especially their need to develop capacity in growing wealth legitimately by improving their financial intelligence. Mr. Bako, a business expert, has been shedding light on this. So uh, back to you, sir. What would you say are some of the causes of financial bankruptcy in our society today? Thank you, Hudun. Uh, well, the causes of financial bankruptcy in our society are multivariate and multidimensional. But some of them include lifestyle issues, and by lifestyle I mean people choosing to spend uh, above their means, learning not to save for the rainy day. Uh, it could include issues like addiction, uh, maybe drunkenness, womanizing in the extreme form of it, and all of that. And then all sorts of habits that are financially tasking for the individual. Um, those represent the uh, very opposite of financial intelligence, especially where you are not able to come to grips with your finances in terms of your income, your savings, and then your expected future uh, you know, <clears throat> demands. Now, I would pause here to say that Financial intelligence, while we have said in the case of the youths that it is very damaging, in the elderly, for instance, it, it is even fatal. It can kill because where you have reached the end of your life and you have situations where you've gone bankrupt, then you can only imagine uh, that the effect will be double. The youth can always hope on their strength or hope on a tomorrow that is yet to come. But where you are in the toilet of your life and you are in a situation of financial bankruptcy, then that can really be uh, a death knell as it were. So let's say you don't do any of these things, this lifestyle, no addiction, no drunkenness, no womanizing. You have a steady income, you take care of your needs and that's it. Would you be said to be financially intelligent? Absolutely not. That is, that is the first leg, as it were, of uh, you don't do those things, that's good for you. But that does not represent, we're only saying that these factors come to play where you are, you know, trying to safeguard that which you've already acquired by financial intelligence. So these things not being present gives you a kind of additional layer of protection. But certainly they do not, the absence of them themselves do not mean that you are financially um, intelligent. So simply means uh, that you have to go back to the rudiments of what financial intelligence is. You understand, first and foremost, for the youth, it's important that you have a skill, you apply, you know how to apply that skill in order to earn an income, 
and then you are able to save out of your income because if you regularly spend above your income you know ultimately that the end of you is debt and debt of course comes with several implications and that's the very opposite of financial intelligence so all these are elements of it and then like we said earlier that um, savings represents another level of understanding and then moving from savings you go to investing because it is only what you have been able to spare uh, if you are a worker for instance that you would be able to save and then therefore could be able to legitimately invest uh, going forward all these are very big issues on themselves i mean very big levels on themselves savings alone is a major topic and investing of course is 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 a key uh, this thing so a big chunks of it okay the negative influences we talked about earlier how can they be forestalled in an individual Well the first thing is when you find yourself in this kind of situations first and foremost these are habits uh, that are formed by people and when these habits are seen as addictive it means that they've taken hold of you those habits become controlling so the first step is probably to get help who do you get help from your spouse your family your pastor your imam uh, your friend or any other person who can see that this person needs my help to come in and help you either take you to a more expert person if he's not such an expert or he himself if he has capabilities to help you break some of these habits then set you on the right path to you know a decent understanding of where you are in your finances because at that point i guess with addiction and all of that you would really be in a sorry state your health would be suffering for instance and all those other things so first is get help okay. wherever you can So how does one acquire financial acumen? Beautiful. Uh financial acumen like we alluded earlier can be acquired at any stage in life. But the processes are different for different individuals like we rightly said that intelligence is something that people develop individually. So um but the classic way to um gaining financial intelligence is to understand that it has to begin like we've said with a legitimate process and for most people for a significant number of us that legitimate process begins with learning a skill having a skill set that is marketable that skill either through employment or through creation of a service or some other ways means that it can earn you some income you are able to do something or sell something that someone gives you a value a financial consideration for that's the starting point now once you have that it means that you can build your life which is the component of lifestyle it means that you can build your life around the elements of this income so individuals who for instance have multiple streams of income can structure them their lives to 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 to, to fit in from these multiple sources of income but if i am mr x who has only one and only one maybe the produce from my farm at the backyard i know that that's the only source of income i have but typically financially intelligent people never have one source of income but assuming that that's your starting point then that's your income now how do you translate this income into a saving and into an investment and into maybe an enterprise or whatever 
then is, is, is the next level of uh, financial. And you have to ascend these levels accordingly. I mean, it's ridiculous if you, if you don't know how to save to go on to become a great investor, for instance. Okay, very briefly as we end uh, this, what stage of life is best for you to be introduced to financial literacy? Is it childhood or adulthood? Ultimately, I would say it's childhood because childhood is, you learn things easily when it's in childhood. And it reminds me about, you know, uh, I mean, generally, we know that things are easier for you to learn in childhood. So, But if you miss it, don't despair. Mm. You can always learn it. In, in fact, you can even learn financial intelligence in old age. Okay. Uh, that's so long as you do it, yeah. Mm. There's always hope. Yes. Mr. Nanzingwaku, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts on this series of the topic, the need for financial intelligence among today's youth and adults. We hope to bring you next week to continue the discussion. Thank you. I look forward to that. Okay. Listeners, this is where we wrap up today's episode of the show. Remember, you can follow us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash NASCO Group. You can also follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at NASCO Group. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO and was created by Unimark Limited, marketing communications consultants. Executive producers, NASCO Marketing Department. Producers, Harun Aldu and Joshua Tongman. I'm Hudungya. We hope to have you again next week. vitamins and minerals. NASCO Conflicts, nourishing goodness anytime.